Outstanding. Welcome to episode four of Sip and Share. This morning I have Carrie Mosier from the Outpost uh, this morning to talk about her business and I'm really excited about that. You've been in the community for how long now? About 20 years. 20 years. See, I was trying to figure that out this morning. I was talking with Betsy because I bought a Patagonia jacket from you before my son was born and he's 15, so we couldn't we couldn't quite remember when you came into town. I still wear that jacket. Mm -hmm. It's a winter jacket. It's awesome. We love Patagonia, so um, I'm glad that you sell that, that product down there. Uh, it's absolutely fantastic. Um, in fact, I just got a pair of, or a couple pairs of cold pants. Cool. Cool, that's what mm -hmm. they're called. Because all the moving and shaking I do down here in the store, those things are, those are fantastic. I'm not wearing them today because I'm all in black and those pants are black and I don't want to look like Johnny Cash, but. Uh, first thing this morning, we're going to try some Turn Me Riesling. This is a German Riesling. Do you like Rieslings? I'm not. Honest. No. You don't, don't like Rieslings? Okay. Well, I pulled this because... Um, Unless it's dry. We're going to find out. Okay. Because I don't know if it's dry or not. I don't currently carry it in the store. Um, I do try to carry a lot of German Rieslings because Germany is known for their Rieslings. This should be a little dry. If it's not, then it's going to be very silky, smooth, fruit forward. And I feel like that's where it's going to be. It's going to be sweet. Um, just because I know the price point is going to be under $15. So it's not going to be something that a true Riesling fan is going to enjoy. I don't want to talk it down, but if it's under 15 bucks, it's probably something I'm going to carry. And it's going to be for somebody that uh, wants a sweeter wine. So let's give her a shot this morning. And be honest and tell me what you think. And I'll do the same. Cheers. Cheers. It's not too dry. It's not as sweet as I thought it was going to mm -hmm. be, though. Uh, it's apple. pretty good. I taste a little apple and some grapefruit. Um, I think this is. I think this is definitely a wine. If somebody walked in the door and said they want a sweet wine, even though that it's not sweet, I might turn them towards this if they wanted a riesling. Especially somebody who doesn't drink a whole lot of wine, this would be something that they probably wouldn't be turned off by. I agree. I think it kind of tastes like a starter Riesling wine. That's a perfect example of this. So if somebody's trying to get in the Riesling, that's probably the direction I'd put them in. Yeah. It, uh, Thank very you. Very fruit forward. You're welcome. Fruit forward. Not too sweet. Uh, a little bit drier than I thought it was going to be. So for under 15 bucks, keep a lookout for this at Manistee Beverage. So, let's get to talking about you and the outpost. And um, so, 20 years ago, you decided to come to Manistee. Was it for the outpost? It was, yes. Um, my husband and I um, grew up in Holland, and his parents are in the outdoor um, industry. They've been almost 40 years now that they've been in um, the industry. And Kyle had some friends here and he came to visit and fell in love with the downtown and the charm and the Victorian buildings and thought, wow, what a cool place. Um, we should open a store here. Um, so that's what we did. We packed up our stuff and at 20 years old and bought a house and opened a store. Wow. I mean, that was a, a leap of faith, mm -hmm. I would Definitely. say. I mean, obviously, and since then, you've decided to have a family and, you know, really entrenched yourself in the community. Uh, was it scary at all? I mean, it had to have been a little scary. 
Honestly, no, it Good wasn't. For Good for you. I think I had a little bit of trepidation when, you know, I've always had that kind of entrepreneurial spirit. Um, and that's why Betsy and I decided to open this store here. Uh, in part because I just, I think I didn't want to work for anybody else. Um, I enjoy working for me, that's mm -hmm. for sure. Um, but you, obviously, a lot younger at that point, 20 years old. Um, you know, where did you, did you lean on the, the parents for advice on how to get this thing going? Or? Oh, definitely, yeah. They were really helpful in the beginning. And, um, I mean, honestly, it wasn't my dream or my vision to do this. Um, so I was kind of along for the ride. And I, um, I, when we moved here, I had several jobs and I helped Kyle at the store when I could. Um, but then as it turns out, I really loved it. And as time went on, I spent more and more time there and got more involved and started um, buying all the merchandise. And then over time, it just kind of evolved into um, Kyle was gonna step out and I was gonna step in because it just, it, things switched. You know, he decided it was time to move on and I decided that the store was where I was supposed to be. I think that was a smart move. Not, not not the switch, that's not what I'm getting at. What I mean is keeping the store. Oh, definitely. Uh, keeping the store running. I'm glad that you fell in love with it and that you're keeping it going. Because it's evolved over the years. I mean, I remember when the outpost opened. I mean, I was a young man myself. I had just come out of the Air Force and it was kind of a radical thing for Manistee. I mean, I think so. I mean, growing up here, there's never anything really like the outpost in Manistee. Um, you guys were young. You brought a lot of you know, energy to downtown. But seeing things like bikes and kayaks and all that mm -hmm. cool stuff down there, um, unlike anything I've ever seen, you know, how was it received in the beginning? Um, it was great. Everybody was so welcoming. They were so happy to see somebody opening up something new, putting work into an old building. Yeah, um, yeah everyone was super awesome, um, and they still are. You know, we've we've got customers who have been with us since the beginning and who are loyal and you know thank you guys for sticking with us for 19 years um wow that's fantastic but years. yeah you're right the chore the store has changed dramatically and i think it will continue to change and evolve because we're trying to stay current and um we're just trying to um sell what works you know yeah. so yeah. kayaks yeah. worked and then kayaks didn't so we had to sell something else so you know we want to keep on top of it and um stay fresh and fun that's the theme and in, in the, the few people that i've already spoken to downtown that that has been a reoccurring theme the businesses that have stayed open the longest like when i talked with dan bathrick at snyder's or when i talked to jenny carlson at surroundings the theme has been evolution Okay, like, you know, Snyder's has obviously been open for a very long time. Surroundings, about 20 years, uh, 13 years under um, Jenny's parents, uh, and, and they've evolved. I mean, they added cigars before. It was just like a candle shop, stuff like that. And, um, and you guys have changed. Snyder's has cultivated a curated selection. Mm -hmm. um, you guys have got rid of the kayaks because that wasn't working. Um, and you've added additional things like the coffee. Um, and I think that's smart, I think. And, and, and that's what I kind of gleaned from everybody is, when I first opened this, I mean, my idea for the store was just craft beer, fine wine. I didn't want to do anything with liquor, but the only license that was available was a 
full liquor license. Mm -hmm. So I took on the liquor and then I had a vision for the spirits and that it was just going to be, you know, a nicer selection, maybe a little more high end, but customers kind of dictate sure. what you should carry. Uh, it's easy with beer and wine, I struggle with the liquor, we're getting there, we're growing in that aspect. But when I look at your business, 19 years in business, um, one of the questions that I ask to retailers in town here, where a lot of your product is readily available online. I get, I get Patagonia sent to me almost every week I get their magazine, mm -hmm. okay? Um, you know, like I said, I've got the jacket, I, I buy shirts from you guys, I have this really awesome, uh, years ago I went to, well, when I bought the jacket, I also bought this, uh, this little uh, thermal shirt, because mm -hmm. I was going to Green Bay, Wisconsin to watch the Packers play, and I still have that shirt. I mean, the stuff is quality, everything I buy, the gloves I buy from you guys, I mean, everything. I guess I'm going on a little bit of a rant here. I'm trying to figure out where I was going with this. Um, with the online, with the ability for people to purchase online, how are you differentiating yourself from that? I mean, because I don't think, like for me as a shopper, I can't stand by it. I like to try the stuff on. I like to touch the fabric. I like to see if I like sure. it. Sure. And that's um, definitely what we're hoping people want to do. Um, every year, I think it, um, the online shopping gets bigger and bigger. Um, but you can't ever replace the customer service right. of, um, the, of the owner or the employee knowing about the product, answering your questions, getting the right fit, um, and not having to send it back or you know ship it back. Um, that's something you can't get online. Right. So um, there's something to be said for customer service. Um, and um, you know, and we're, we're there to help if there's a problem with um, the product, you know, we carry brands like Patagonia and North Face who stand behind their product right. and we'll take care of it for you. Um, and that's something that also, if you buy it online, you know, it's kind of a hassle. Yeah, it but, is kind of a hassle. Yeah. Stop buying online. <laughs> Where do you see your business going in the next 10 years? I mean, do you see any, uh, any other evolution? Um, you know, with respect to things that are happening downtown, you know, the city's growing, we have the brewery in town here now, um, looks like there's some things happening at Ironworks. Uh, where do you see a, a progression for you in the next five to 10 years? Um, um, like you mentioned, we have the coffee shop. That's been really fun. Um, it's definitely growing. If you don't didn't know, we have coffee, stop in, try it out. Um, I think that's someplace that we're probably going to grow. Um, it's just really fun to come in and have coffee and look around. Um, it just creates a really nice atmosphere to just um, just kind of relax and not feel rushed and um, be able to look at the product. So I think that's something that we may um, look at offering more types of coffee or um, possibly food. Um, everyone's always asking for more food in downtown Manistee. Which is crazy. Um, <laughs> but I get it. I get asked for food every day. Now. Yeah, yeah. So that's um, maybe some place that will go. Um, we don't really have much room to expand, but um, I think that the clothing part of it's still going to be our main focus. Um, but you never know. We're always going to shows and we're looking around and if something fun sparks our interest. I've already got my Christmas list together. Uh, I haven't given it to Betsy yet, but the majority of it's coming from the outpost. So um, hopefully we get hooked up with that. Yeah. I do at least. 
Um, yeah, I, I really enjoy your coffee down there. I mean, I try to I try to hit all the coffee spots, kind of spread the wealth a little bit because um, it's just what I'm trying to do. That's what this yeah. is for. I mean, I'm trying to promote Manistee. Um, and one of the things I think that I'd like you to touch on a little bit is, you know, that you volunteer a lot. You know, there's a lot of things that you do that I think a lot of people don't know that you do. Like Hops and Props was a big event for you. Um, mm -hmm. so you put a lot of time into that. Um, and, and it's kind of like an unsung hero, you know, like I, as soon as I can find some time, um, you know, those are the things that I want to do. I want to get involved. I want to be a part of some of these committees. I, you know, I want to put that time in because I know how, how hard it is. I mean, I work those events as a vendor, um, but you don't, I don't get to see all the work that goes in the back. You know, I just kind of showed up and I was the guy with the beer, you know, but um, maybe speak to that a little bit. Like you're, you, you put your time after you put your time in at work, into events and volunteering in Manistee. I think that's really important to talk about. Yeah, um, I think for me, it's my way of giving back to um, everyone who's been loyal to Kyle and I at the Outpost for 20 years. Um, it's kind of my way of saying thank you for supporting us. So I help out with these events because I know people in town love to love to go to them and they have a good time and it feels very community um so yeah hops and props um my husband and i um were part of the original planning for that seven years ago and um still sticking around helping out with that um and then the men's and ladies night is oh awesome. which i love by the way men's night is always awesome at the outpost you gotta go check that out um, they have beer on draft and brats. Yep. Oh, yeah. And brats. Um, so that's always a fun night. We just um, love hanging out with everybody who supported us. And um, ladies' night has started a few years after men's night, and that just continues to grow every year and has become really fun. Um, and you know, the other events are kind of changing and evolving, which is great too because um, not everything. Some things just kind of run dry after a while. Right. You need new fun ideas. Um, but um, yeah, it's it takes a lot of time and a lot of volunteers. And thank you to everyone who volunteered at Hops and Props. Couldn't do it without you. Um, you know that event takes about 170 volunteers to run, um, and takes about a year to plan. Um, but we had a great turnout this year, and about 1,500 people there, and um, it was a really fun time. And I hope it continues. I love that event. I wasn't able to go this year because I was here working, but right. I'm trying to have fun. I think this was an awesome interview. Thanks. Thanks for inviting me. Well, you're welcome. We're not done yet. Oh boy. Yeah, we got the five random questions that I picked. <laughs> so question, are you ready? Yes. Okay. Question number one. If you had to flee the country, where would you go and why? As in, I had to flee because I did something really sure, naughty. Sure, so you did something bad, or you just need to. Um, where would I go? Someplace tropical, because I'm done with the winters here. So, um, I, don't, some, I don't know, someplace warm. A warm place. That makes sense. What do you want to be when you grow up? store owner. Good for you. I want to be a lumberjack. Mm. Yeah. 
I'm gonna work on a farm. Sounds nice. Yeah. After I retire. Where's your favorite 90s jam? Come on, well, we grew up in the same time frame. I mean, baby got back. So. <laughs> that is fantastic. The first one that comes to mind. Wow. <laughs> that is a good one. If put in a situation, would you rather fight a horse-sized duck or a hundred duck-sized horses? Say it again. If put in a situation, would you rather fight a horse-sized duck or a hundred duck-sized horses? Um, I'm going to say a horse-sized duck. Yeah, go after it. David and Goliath. What was your dream job when you were 10? I thought that I was going to be an actress. You probably would have been really good at that. I don't think so at all. You don't think so? No. No? No. I was the uh, owl in Charlotte's Web, and that is my one debut. Charlotte's Web was a good, good play. It is. Well, those are our five questions. I hope you enjoyed episode four with Carrie from The Outpost. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>